0: Welcome everyone to the 20th episode of the New Gen Mindset Podcast. I'm Dan Cozell with uh, our boy here, Nick Tartaglia. What's up, man?
1: What's up, bro? It's a nice day. So this is going to be a good day at least. And uh, as usual, a lot of stuff keep happening in this world.
0: We just... We just got to take these nice days all in because as soon as September rolls around, fly by, and we're going to be back to where we were in January. So we got to take it all in. But uh, a lot is going on in the market as always. As always. Um, But I think the biggest news this past week, right on Friday evening, 7 7 p.m., a massive press release came out. Warren Buffett buys 20.9 million shares of Barrick Gold. Warren Buffett has been very critical of gold his whole lifetime. In fact, um, he never invested in it, never invested in the commodity. Um, I th- still think he's not going to, but I could be wrong, but he's actually never invested in, in the gold sector before. So this is big news.
1: I think, um, I think he's, I think he started to see some sort of uh, bubble building up in the equity markets. I think because I mean, the only, I mean, he's a fundamentals guy and he focused a lot about value and he wants cash flow. So you see price of, you see price of gold starting to move, commodities are starting to pick up, which is something we've been talking about. We even brought it up on the episode about infrastructure because of the fact that, well, what's the base value needed when you want to build out infrastructure? Commodities. And the king of commodities is what? It's gold. It's big gold. Gold has been used for thousands of years. Uh, it was, It was the primary uh, commodity that the most currencies were tied to before it got changed by uh, the U S. So
0: now what's what's interesting about gold is that traditionally it is a bit of a speculative asset, but it's a stable asset and has been known to protect people's portfolios from inflation.
1: It's that Uh, it has and
0: obviously as we go ahead. I was just going to, I was just going to say, I know
1: that inflation is a wealth killer, right? Yeah. It's uh like, you can, the thing is gold, gold is interesting because gold has is a multifaceted asset. It has, well, first off, psychologically speaking, because of its historical value that it's been used for thousands and thousands of years, it has that sort of history with our humanity and our development of our, the economic system. So it has a significance. And then you have the fact that, well, gold is also has, is usage. It has application especially in the tech industry and you know, gold is diesel. So here's a little thing. Gold is the perfect commodity resistance to rust and corrosion. Gold is the world's most, I wouldn't say the perfect commodity, but in the sense it's good. It gold is the world's most reliable and durable electrical, uh, conductor essential for computer electronics and satellite communication technologies. It's, it's vital in healthcare, you know, digital world technologies. It has an application, which is where the silver, the flip side of silver, which is tied to the gold. But even though in the last decade it did worse than gold in terms of performance, the gold is more, it has an application. So you have psychological, you have historical, you have application, you know, and the fact that I think what a third of the world's gold is owned in the Indian market.
0: Well, I would also say that, um, To your point, gold is more of a psychological factor for investing. I think silver has more utility than gold because silver is actually... Well, I mean, it's been proven too. The utility for gold is not as high as it is for silver. But when you say
1: utility, in what sense do you mean by uh, silver? Utility meaning
0: usage for it, right? So So silver, you need it for cars. You need it for any type of piece of technology, gold, maybe not as much, although who knows, there could be some new form of tech that comes out,
1: uh, you, th- you, you should, gold, gold is less useful in technology. And so I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like I'm going to check. Um, I always thought gold was that, that was the opposite. I always thought gold was more applicable in technology. Well, go- the
0: thing with gold, and this is why Warren Buffett hasn't bought it for so long until now is because um, the util- and he, he, there's a video of it on YouTube of him talking about specifically, he's like, there's more utility in silver than there is in gold, right? Silver's, silver's utility is applicable to pretty much anything, any, any piece of like, you know, I've got a fan over here. It's probably made of some form of silver. I've got a whiteboard. I've got some TV, like a TV. There's some form of silver and obviously other precious metals that are in there. Um, gold has been served more as a precious sort of, you know, for, for jewelry and stuff. I mean, my necklace is gold too, right? But it's, so, it's
1: It's been the, it's always been the king of, of desirability in terms of uh, commodity. It's yeah, always been and, the king. A second and, was always silver.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I would say that gold is more of a psychological uh, precious sort of like, we'll call it a status thing. Cause that's really what it is. If you I mean guys are wearing gold rings and stuff, I get it. That's, that's who doesn't want a gold ring, but uh, silver is more applicable to, to any form of machinery right now. Um, recently we've seen probably a a significant amount of inflow of, of, cash, uh, in both silver, uh, and gold. And we have not seen this since about 2011. Um, and I was pretty blown away as well when silver had a nice little rally for the last, like two weeks. And then Wednesday, there was this massive correction. And I I got called out for it. People are like, you told me to buy gold. I'm like, I didn't tell you to buy gold. I just told you like, this is a long-term two to three-year play that is going to pan out. But the uh, the quickness and the ability that silver was able to find its support after correcting as well as gold um, was astounding. Um, The demand is there. And I think with all this Fed money being printed left and right, You know, investors are looking for a safe Haven and gold has been the best performing, one of the best performing precious metals, uh, this year. Um, and you, you can throw silver on top of that as uh-huh. well. Right. So silver- I mean, I'm,
1: I'm going to support you. So what you were saying about silver is actually, so I'm looking at this report right now. So check. So it goes, so just to give a context, you're actually right. So check, check this out. Um, the market value of 2019 supply, this is, this is where it shows the crazy gap, but then it shows about the application of silver versus gold. So the, 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 the 2019 market value, of the supply gold is 192.6 billion silver was 16 billion. Now, when you look at the application aspect of it, silver has much higher industrial usage, only about 12% of gold supply goes to industrial usage, whereas 56% of the supply of silver is used in industrial usage. So from electronics to medical application, to batteries, solar panels, silvers everywhere, whether you see it or not. So silver, the, the, if we're talking pure psychologically and industrially, the market itself is 12 times less, but the application of it in the industrial space is about four to five times bigger. Exactly. So that's, that's really where the utility kind of factors. So, so I get, so there's definitely value. So then potentially you could even see now, since it's a new behavior for Warren Buffett, you could potentially see him making a commodity run as well. Yeah. And this is where we talk
0: about fundamentals with, with Buffett is like, he's buying a company, right? He's not full out buying the commodity. He's, yeah. he's literally buying the gold. Companies. So there's two reasons he's buying this company. Um, he either thinks it's tremendously overvalued and he obviously thinks that gold is going to continue to grow up because oh, undervalued, you mean, uh, undervalued, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and, he also fears that, you know, with all this money that's being printed, I think inflation is, is, is going to really start picking up. If you look at gold uh, year to date, it's up 28%.
1: But here's another thing. It's crazy. What's number one It's one of Warren Buffett's rules. He never buys anything that doesn't produce cash flow with the price of going up and with uh, with uh, Barry Gold Corporation being a company that actually pays a yield, a dividend. It's, it, it follows his thesis in terms of getting cash flow from all his investments. Exactly. So and he's definitely getting a cash flow and he's not buying it at the bottom where the bottom of 52-week low was 12.65. He's buying it relatively near the top of the, the range. If you just
0: read- this year's range,
1: yeah. Yes, exactly. So which means that he doesn't, he, to him, there's still upside regardless. The Barry Gold is a producer and miner. So then they get to, their margins are going to extremely benefit and their cash flow are going to exponentially benefit from the price movement of gold. So you're going to see a better, you're going to see much more better cash flows going forward with this company, since they get the benefit directly from the price of gold. Yeah, the top line improves. It,
0: it, exactly. So I think, and you know, it was it was discovered through the th- quarterly holdings of of Berkshire Hathaway. So, um, you know he, he, he's got cash right now that he's sitting on that he's ready to roll. And you know, it's, you know, what's even more impressive is he actually sold part. He, he trimmed his banking positions, mm-hmm. right? So to me, that's signal, yeah. That's signaling two things, right? That's signaling. Okay. There's, there is a risk of inflation. Um, and if you're lot if you're short banks, right. Now you're expecting interest rates to stay low for, for quite some time, right? If you're long banks, which I'm not right now, I would not own any banks in my opinion. I just don't think it's, there's, there's better investments out there. Uh, even though you do, you know, the traditional people are always saying, oh, you get a nice dividend. I'm like, dude, we're, we're at a point in our life where we're looking for growth in our portfolio. Exactly.
1: It's there's a different. Investments have different types of investment theses. The bank thesis is different. You know, it's, there's the, the business is different than what you traditionally want to seek for a growth investment.
0: Exactly. So again, with that position to me, and I think you can agree with this, Buffett thinks interest rates are going to stay low for a very long time, but there is a risk of inflation. Right? Oh, a hundred percent. So now what happened? Yeah. So now what, right? Everyone's saying, well, how do I make money in this? Right. Do you buy a producer? Do you buy an exporter? Do you outright buy the commodity?
1: Nick, what do you, what do you, okay. or what do you well, have in your portfolio or what do you think? So should do? Personally? Okay. So when you guys look, see, the thing is this commodity space is extremely complicated, especially, especially if you're trying to narrow it down at the bottom of the chain, and you're trying to get like, um, you want companies that are trying to find new hotspots for gold to sell. The thing is, when you're looking at little junior miners, junior producers, junior exploration companies, you're playing a different thesis entirely. You're hoping that you're you're landing on a guy that after, depending on where they are in their their operation, they could be two years in, five years in, eight years in. These type of operations take time because they require multiple seasons of digging and testing to figure out establishing an average amount of potential gold. You don't want to go in one test. You have to do multitudes of tests, geographic testing, the landscape, and this and that. If you're playing the little guys like those juniors, usually when you play that space, you need to scatter your, your, your capital wide, like a wide fishing net. Because what's going to happen is you have some something are going to burn out. Some of them are not going to find anything but you might get one or two or three that could be those five bangers, those 10 bangers. You're talking about the junior miners, Exactly. So that's the bodice. But you see, the thing is, because everybody's into that whole, I need to make a lot of money fast. That's where most amateurs tend to go and try to feed off of that sector, but it's not comp it's, 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 it's not just easy or it, it takes time. Some of these things that take five to 10 years before you even get a return. And in the meantime, the stock just goes up and down, up and down. And it's, it's a long time to follow. So you have to be really a long-term thesis investor and you have to be pay attentive to this, to the sector, because it's hard to pick. Like I personally, it's unless I'm going specifically for the commodity as a value and the fundamentals of that asset class or that specific commodity, it's very hard. Even if like, I'm not, I'm not an engineering. I'm not a, I don't, I didn't study geography. Geology. Yeah. Geology. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Geology. Like those things, there's not, I can't read the 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 data as well and interpret it the way I want to, so I have to require I have to read up on a lot of other analysts and other information to make a thesis on that specific. But if I wanted just relatively gold exposure, you could tangibly buy gold, but that's a whole other thing because then liquidating it becomes complicated afterwards, or you'll lose money on that because uh, not everybody can just buy liquid uh, tangible gold off of you. You're talking, you're basically talking about actual like physical gold bars that you
0: can go and get at a bank and then pre-order it.
1: And then you can buy ETFs. You can also have ETFs that are uh, tied to the actual commodity. Then you have ones that make money off the futures contracts, but gold, gold ETF, like the iShares, even the silver ETF. Silver for me, it was a silver exposure I got early on and gold ETFs the there's so many junior miners out there or you buy bare gold. Like the, one of the big boys, cause what yeah. happens usually what happens usually is the little guys, the idea, like almost every industry now, because most of the big boys are all conglomerates. It's they put out money or whatever, let the little guys figure out risk their capital. And then what they do is once they figure out, you've made established, they'll pay you the premium. And that's when those investors, they get the five times the 10 times. But well, they, well, here, here's the other thing that I would just add on to that. Um,
0: 'Cause it it is a good starting point. There are a lot of junior miners right now that a um, lot there are a lot of junior miners, but you have to understand that they're very risky because yeah. their entire business model is entirely based on drill results. Exactly. Um, and that and takes
1: time to really paint a big picture.
0: That too. And it's very capital intensive. Exactly. Very a lot specific. of burning capital. So when when Buffett is buying, you know, Barrett Gold, I mean, this is a very this is an established company. I actually exactly. own some Barrett Gold in my portfolio.
1: Which is why they pay dividends. So
0: yeah, so like it, it, it's a safer bet with that regard. But I mean, the junior miners like they're most of them are penny stocks. I have a few um, in my portfolio. I mean, they're they're doing surprisingly well. But to your point previously, I mean, with the prices going up and down, I don't think we've ever seen the gold and silver market so volatile. Um, the volatile, well, they've, been a,
1: they've been in a bear market.
0: Uh, bear market for a decade. For yeah, exactly. So and I think this is the beginning of a
1: much bigger yeah. rally. Right, That value gap, you just, this is why at the beginning when, when, that's why the equity market has been inflating so incredibly, like it's, there's so much irrational in terms of the evaluations of the market, in terms of just pure fundamentals and historical evaluation fundamentals that now you're looking, it's like, where where, like, if I'm not going to look at equities anymore as much, like, are there other asset classes that provide me with an opportunity because there's a huge gap? Real estate has been doing extremely well, but real estate is just for me, also extremely inflated. And then you have the fact that a lot of equities now after this has been blowing out of proportion. And then we did the economy on inverted direction. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's a huge issue there. And then it's like, well, the next, the next, uh, common sense for me was, you know, which I referred to it back again in the infrastructure episode was commodities or, and renewables and all that commodities. They're, they've been in a bear market for so long. And if we continue to build out the way we want to and need to, commodities just grow, becomes more and more valuable. And that's when you can start playing the different commodities, gold, silver, copper, lithium, cobalt, uh, and sole platinum. You, you can go through the spectrum because they've been ignored for so long. Why? Because tech, tech deviated so much of the attention. It, it, it grew. Look in the last growth of our decade. So now, like you said, and with the position uh, that we see with Warren Buffett, you could see a beginning of a new rise for 100%. the asset class. I think I think this is the beginning of a
0: much deeper bull rally than most people are really paying attention to. 100%. And the, reason, the reason I say that is because um, – First of all, the access to these instruments is insane. Like I literally bought this stuff, like with the flip, with, with, with the click of a button. So exactly. re- retail, retail investors are providing liquidity to the market. Obviously once the institutions start buying it and usually the institutions that are more conservative will only start buying once they know for a fact that there actually are sustainable drilling results or other, you know, cash flow, or what Warren Buffett did. Right. and um, It's a
1: conversation it's,
0: they will have now because yeah. Warren Buffett made that move too yeah low interest rate environment um infinite qe which is which the fed is talking about and um even though it it would seem that the recovery is the most it's probably the fastest we've ever seen i mean we look at the s&p 500 like the recovery has been insane i mean we're we're up we're up 50% from 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 the march lows it's it's the f- the fastest
1: stock market recovery we've ever seen in history <laughs> yeah but the disconnect the fastest dive with the fastest rise with the biggest disconnect. It, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like all three
0: of those are hit. Yeah. So to me that also signal and you've got an election coming up soon, which is another factor. Yeah. We, 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 we won't talk about that today, but we'll focus on, on, on precious metals. <laughs> uh, cause we know we can get off topic with that, but, um, no, seriously, like it, it's, it's a crazy environment, you know, and I actually ended up buying some, like I bought, an ETF that just is pegged to gold bullion. Yeah. Right. And which that's one, it. Which one? Uh, it's the CGL, um, and the XGD are the two that I have. And then the two, the, the silver one that I have is H U Z. Like these are all pegged against the metal price. Right. You didn't want but,
1: the, you, you didn't want ice shares.
0: I didn't get the ice shares now. I, no. I, the, the, these three were right up there for my risk tolerance. Um, huz is a very risky silver etf but it's you know yeah because
1: um, that's it i Ishares has gold trust and the silver trust yeah and those are directly pegged to the price of gold
0: yeah and there's an important guy in canada and i hope that we can bring him on this podcast uh one day and i think we will but his name is eric sprott um, oh yeah sprott. so so sprott eric sprott has been very active recently. And I've seen it with the deal flows. I've seen where he's throwing his money. I mean, he's throwing like billions, like hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars into like these, you know, gold miners, some junior miners. Um, and he's very successful at what he does. He's a hardcore gold bug. I'd love to get him on here. I'm sure Nick would too. Um, but even he's bullish. Right. And we're going back. He was bullish in March. Right. He was talking about this. Um, He was his activity was there. He was buying a lot of these miners, uh, working on some deals. And now, as we get closer, his projection for the price of gold. Okay, and the the consensus too is you know there's other analysts out there as well, but his consensus is that gold has an opportunity to potentially hit three thousand dollars, and it currently sits at an eight for one ratio between silver and gold. So what that means is. Uh, silver will equate to eight times, you know, le- uh, more than what it is right now. But at this rate and w- the way the economy is going, that ratio could go just as high as fifteen to one, right? So if gold hits three thousand dollars, which is the consensus on every major, uh, you know, Wall Street, Bay Street, up in North America if gold hits $3,000 and we assume a 15 to one ratio between gold and silver, that means silver could actually hit $200
1: an ounce, which has never happened. I don't think. Right. There's a lot of, the thing is in the markets, especially in asset classes, there's a lot of correlations and things move in, in synchron in correlation. So, gold that's why gold and silver were normally really tied together silver had a bigger bottom than gold but because gold is pushing silver tends to follow along with it cuz they're highly correlated at the top gold is the king silver is like the is like Robin Hood to Batman yeah. to gold and all it's like it's the back guy it's a secondary one I agree. You know, the Olympics and the Olympics, you get gold, then you get silver. It's mm-hmm. second place. It we it's you, you're the psychology of how we perceive commodities is so clearly visible in our culture as a society. So just that alone, you can psychologically analyze its value and then you have to think about it. Well, now it makes sense, right? If you're, if you expect a good outlook, but again, this outlook would be entirely driven more on the fact that it's psychologically driven as a hedge against everything that's going on right now. And it's been in a bear market for a decade. So there's been a lot of gap as an asset class for storage of value. And then you look at it. Well, okay, now look at bear gold. If bear, the price of gold goes all the way through thousand. You're going to probably see a 50% inc- 50 to 60% increase in revenues on bear gold because their price, the price of gold is jumping 50, 60%. That means bear gold, which is uh, revenues, which is directly correlated to that jumps as well right and the capital they they have they obviously do a fantastic job controlling their costs
0: because they've been exactly for, so their
1: the, the the cash flow would improve incredibly and it seems warren buffett is looking for exactly that type of play what a company paying out cash flow yeah and um
0: it it, it, it's it's pretty astounding to be honest. Like what what's what we're seeing. I I don't remember the the last silver or gold market rally that we've seen. Like to me, I'm just like whoa. Okay, this is why people are so hyped up on this stuff. Um, silver could potentially hit thirty dollars by by the fall. Um, there's long a long time, guys.
1: If you remember, like choose but your pieces. You, but but it,
0: that's exactly it. And Nick's hitting Nick's on point with that. Um, have a time frame. You know,
1: it helps. It puts your like the price puts things into
0: perspective. Exactly, you know, Mm -hmm.
1: or else else your your psychology gets too. messed with by the price of the movement in the short term. If your thesis is short term, it should, the price should hurt you. If you're going long, like Eric Sprott has, and so many guys have been for the last decade going long on this. Well, guess what? If for the last decade, they've been putting every single dollar they've been making into this, these two asset classes. And then for the next two, three years, you see prices going incredibly amount. They could have, they're probably making a killing.
0: And this is only the beginning, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Right. And that's, and you're going to see a trickle effect to other commodities eventually. Yeah. Um, copper is that other one? Yeah. Um, cop- copper, cop- cop- copper kind of has the title of the king that the, the king of technology as a commodity. Cause it's, it's required in, in heavy amounts and has the biggest value. Well, and batteries too, right? Exactly. Electrification. It is so dependent, like electric, electrification is so dependent on copper. So dependent.
0: So, and you know, it's uh, the beauty about copper as well is it's a, it's, it's like a GDP indicator too, right? The price of copper rises. That means an economic recovery is on the way. Um, we'll see though, because to me, the, 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 the one thing in the back of my mind that worries me again is how, how big of a disconnect are we seeing and how, how aggressive is this inflation growth going to be? And we're gonna, which we're is
1: why you can explain the, the, the attention that gold and silver are getting because it's a hedge. It's seen as a hedge to this outlook right now. It's market that's been, it, it's, it's an undervalued asset class. It's a risk, it's a hedge against equities. And you know what? This could also be a really good play for gold and for Bitcoin because Bitcoin could end up seeing a, a relatively similar pattern of movement. And it could end up, I, because I'm a, i am I believe that for gold and for Bitcoin to do well, Gold has to do well as well. And I think that they should become correlated. Now,
0: like this this new world economy that we're Yes,
1: exactly. This new development moving forward. I think that as gold is the tangible king of commodities to our reality, our physical reality, Bitcoin can become the virtual king of our virtual reality.
0: Yeah, well it's also known as the digital gold too. Right? Yes, it's
1: and why that, you want you can't like if you're gonna be bullish on Bitcoin, you should be bullish on, I, I on agree. gold. And you Together. know who said that? it's like a balance.
0: You know who said that? Michael Novogratz. he's a billionaire hedge fund guy, Galaxy oh. hedge funds. Yeah, yeah he's he's very heavy into Bitcoin, but he's also heavy into gold. And he says like it's the same thing, except right. one is intangible, the other one is tangible.
1: It's just you the know? invert effect. You know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I will always make this statement though. The virtual reality is still dependent on the tangible reality without the tangible reality. You can't create you can't create a virtual world. It requires commodities to be created.
0: Here, here's another thing too. I mean, this whole topic is just, I, I find so fascinating and that's why I'm invested in it. And I know, you know, I'm already making money and I'm sure you are too, which yeah. is great. Um, But the other thing too, is like JP Morgan actually published an article saying that Gold is for uh, gold. uh, People are buying gold more. The the people that are buying gold on their platform are mostly elderly people, and the people that are buying, you know, the cryptos, the bitcoins, are much younger people. So it depends what your risk tolerance is, too, right? You know, every day that Bitcoin is around uh, and it maintains that price level, it's going to gain that trust in the market, right? And like you said, it is a psychological thing. It it is a psychological, you know, support. Human
1: beings, remember we as human beings, we're the ones in our brain that we're the ones who create value to the world we live in. And then we do it as a collective. It is, everything is driven by psychology because we assess value. We establish value. We, we expect certain types of evaluations. It's all based on how we perceive things. Yeah. And asset classes investing is heavily dependent on your, your psychology.
0: I'm just looking here at like Barrett gold's like valuations or fundamentals. It's, it's, Trailing PE is 10.5. That's really good. That's to probably why Buffett is just
1: like, oh. You see, the it. thing is this. If you guys look at this trailing as 10, so it's 10.8. Now think about this, okay? If revenues of this company drast at a current price right now, you leave it as is, okay? Because normally PE, you're looking at it from a growth perspective. If you're assuming that gold will not really increase then find That P could be potentially high, but if we're expecting gold to do really well and enter a bull phase, what's going to happen is you start seeing revenues increase. If revenues increase, you're going to see a decrease in the ratio significantly unless the market cap continues to rise. It's the only way market. The market cap will rise in order to maintain that evaluation. Yeah. So and you could either see a gap occur, which creates an, a fantastic opportunity to buy with a great outlook on cash flow, or you just play that same, uh, you, you buy and you just play that thesis. Then you play long. I, I, I would even honestly,
0: like I would hold Barrett gold for, yeah. for two years. I, I, I own it and I'm, I'm up pretty nicely on it, but I'm just looking again at the fundamentals here. Enterprise value on the books is 58.4 billion market caps, 48 billion. To me, Warren Buffett's like, okay, it's undervalued. It's got cash flow, and obviously, given the macro environment, you know, with low interest rates, it probably makes sense to 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 put that in his portfolio. What's
1: their balance sheet like? Hold
0: on. Balance sheet's pretty strong too. They're not a lot of cash for, uh, yeah. for a big company. It's but- okay.
1: They're they're basically on par. So total liability. Let's- so their 14. So the total liabilities of 14 and a half, and they're sitting on total assets of 44.3 million, uh, a yeah. billion. Yeah, so it's
0: it's it's a good balance sheet. You know, obviously they their property, assets, their property their property plan and equipment makes up the most like, just because it is very capital and intensive. But like they don't even need to see
1: the thing is this they wouldn't even need. See, the thing is if price continues to move as the way it is, you would want to see some growth in the sense that they go out and start buying some junior producers because they want to benefit from this price movement, which will create a significant increase in their cash flows. But if they weren't to do anything in terms of growth operationally wise, purely by the price of gold in itself, which is what they sell, they would get an increase in their overall top line purely based on that fact alone. So they could go aggressive, which would hurt the balance sheet in the short term, but it could drastically improve their cash flow and probably increase their dividend outlook. Or they could just stay still as is, and honestly, purely based on the price of gold, increase a, a significant jump in their top line, which either way is still good. But it depends on the outlook and who sits on the board of directors and what type of of uh, operation these uh, board directors and big stakeholders want to have exposure to.
0: Well. I'm doing a little fundamental analysis here. Um, this is a value investing play and it's, it's, it's perfectly set up. They're expecting Barrett gold, Barrett gold, actually with the recent price of, uh, you know, recent increase, the price of the commodity of gold, um, Barrett gold should be worth 42 bucks. It's a 20. What's it at right now? 29 bucks. The 28, 29.
1: Yeah. You're buying, like, think of it this way. You have validation from Warren Buffett. Exactly. Which is, it's a validation, you know? Like, sometimes you, you have a, your own thesis in your own head, and it, but it's like, I need validation in the sense where you don't want to feel like you're the only one because then you're the only contrarian. There's nobody else. And it's hard to feel confident in a, in a thesis when you're the only one thinking it. So it helps to have that validation, having validation from him, having validation from the price, the movement price, having validation from the way the economy is behaving, you know? So it's like, it, those are, those are validating occurrences that are telling you, okay, it supports a thesis that you should be considering moving forward. Yeah. So I think
0: I, I would consider this honestly, as, 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 a, as yeah, 100%. a, yeah,
1: hundred percent.
0: I would strongly consider this if anyone's, you know, putting gold on their radar in, uh, in Canada, the the ticker, I believe in in the U S the ticker is, uh, it's gold G O L D, uh, Canada, for some reason, it's a bit different. I always forget it for some reason. It's uh, a B X, uh, on the TSX.
1: Oh, check this out just before you, just to give you a little description of Barry Gold, just, it's not just gold here. So Barry Gold Corporation engages in the exploration, mine development, production, and sale of gold and copper. Properties, so you also get a copper exposure with this play.
0: It's a smart. Uh, I mean, I've 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 liked it for the last like two years, and I'm gonna continue to hold it, man. I think you should maybe jump in with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 100% agreed.
0: You know, so it is. It's a very interesting time because I'm to... definitely
1: I'm a big I'm a big bull on the copper. I've been I've been I've been obsessed with that asset for a couple of years now because of electrification as a as a, an evolution as an innovative component of our system. So this also, this gets, I get to touch both sides. I get to touch a massive significant application commodity, such as copper and a significant psychological component of our system gold. What a significant price and move with a nice outlook for price movement and validation from institutions and big guys. It's the only way to do it, man. So I think we'll leave it at that this week. Yeah.
0: Um, take a look at gold and silver guys, if you're listening, um, it, it, it's a very exciting time to, to, to put some, some of that into your portfolios because the opportunity like this probably won't come for. I don't know this you is know, we're not predicting the future, but um, it hasn't been around for the last ten years and it seems like it's just the beginning of something much bigger than
1: most when people, you when when you guys want to start making a, a well rounded portfolio and start building something long term the concept that they use in portfolio management is a well rounded uh, all weather portfolio the thing is the reality is now all you want to cross exposure to as many different things as you can of course in different ratios but you get exposure because one thing does weak, something else does well. Gold should become part of it. It's a, it's a physical thing. That's part of our tangible reality. It has applications well as silver. You can get a cross exposure to other commodities, depending on the the big conglomerate you expose yourself to. Then you can, and then obviously gets the theme of Bitcoin for the virtual stuff. There's you, you need to look at asset classes with, with value and purpose. Moving forward long term short term plays are different the 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 like i don 't know that I personally don't know how to go about establishing a short term thesis on gold right now. It would be more pure just hopefully on momentum and hype. If I go long term, I see significant value. I see it so you know i I'm with you on this one and i like I, I like the thesis of buried gold, the cash flow, the evaluation, the growth outlook on that the potential to acquire junior guys, increase their cash flows, increase their margins, top line increases because of price of gold You know, like there's a lot of validation. There's a lot of reasons to indulge that
0: thesis. Absolutely. So we'll leave it at that. We've got an, we've got a pretty cool guest next week. So you guys are definitely going to want to stay tuned to that. We're going to dive deeper sort of into the gold silver debate or discussion and obviously talk about just the stock market in general and how it's, it's a crazy time to be part of it. So Follow us on Instagram. Give us a a shout. You guys have any questions. Don't be afraid to reach out to myself or Nick. And we'll see you next week, guys. Ciao, guys.